All right, let's go to our Bibles tonight. We want to, we want to take tonight and minister to the sick. If you are, if you are sick tonight, if you have a disease, if you were born with a physical handicap, if you are disabled in any way, here's the word that's been stirring around in my heart for the last week. Everybody ready? It doesn't have to be that way. It does not have to be that way. Say it with me. It doesn't have to be that way. Say it again. It doesn't have to be that way. Come on, we've got to believe that now. That's the very foundation. Is we do not accept things that are anything less than what God has provided for us and what He has shown us in His Word. And if we can see a picture in the Word of God that is different than what we are experiencing in, experiencing in life, we have a choice. We can go with what we see in the mirror or what we see in the report. Uh, a negative report is what I'm referring to. Or we can go by what we see in here. The mirror or here. Which one? Here, let's go, let's, let, let's go with the Word of God. The way that it has been does not have to be an indication of the way that it will be. Amen. Your condition, your situation might have been bleak, might be bleak, and it might have been that way for a long time. But do not let that be a prophecy for your future. Amen. Do not let uh, negative reports be a prophecy that you submit to, as if God said it. Huh? Just because a your your body said it, that's not the same as God. Let's not make our bodies God. Hmm. Just because a, a a person in the medical profession said it, and we honor and respect those. Many of you are in that in that field. Don't make them God, or don't make the report that they give God. Hmm. Don't make uh, what's that what's that website? The health website or something? WebMD, because you've studied it out and found out the symptoms and the conditions and the and the all that. Don't make that God. No, we don't let we don't let any of those things be the final word. All right, we let God be God in our lives, and so the way it has been does not and not, does not have to be an indication of the way it will be. In our world, we are very familiar with terms like incurable. We're we're familiar with. Things, sayings like permanent damage, right? I don't find those, those words in the Scripture. I don't find the Lord giving me those words because they don't really exist in His vocabulary. Incurable? That's like impossible. No, those things don't exist in His vocabulary. And if we're born of Him and He loves us and, and he, he gave His best for us, why should they be in our vocabulary? Why should we speak that way about ourselves or our loved ones? Man, that's a permanent thing there. No, 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 it's not permanent. Hmm. Let me give you a couple of scriptures that you're all aware of. Uh, Mark chapter 10 and verse 27. Mark 10 verse 27. But Jesus looked at them and said, With men it is impossible, but not with God, for with God all things are possible. With God, all things are possible. All things are what? Incurable? No. <laughs> all things are permanent damage? No, no. All things are possible. 
in our lives now. Someone said, I, I can accept that. That's God, and I know all things are possible with God, but let's bring this thing right home now. Remember, remember this verse, Mark 9, 23? Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now it's not just that all things are possible with God. Now they become possible with us. Huh? Yeah, that's what the Scripture teaches us. Not just all things are possible with God. All things are possible with us. Say, all things are possible with me. Yeah. Yeah, that's quite a statement, isn't it? Believe it. Jesus, the Master, He's the one who spoke these words. That all things are possible to anyone who will simply believe. And believing is the easiest thing you've ever done. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So uh, let me encourage you tonight. Do not let yourself accept a physical problem as a permanent condition. Do not let yourself accept. Learn what to accept. Learn what to reject. How many know our, 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 our receiving anything from the Lord whether it's healing or other answers to prayer, it is a matter of us accepting what He is freely giving. All right? In order for me to accept what He has freely given, I must also learn how to reject the opposite. I must reject what the enemy freely gives. Yeah? I mean, I mean, how many know uh, you can have someone send a package to you, and if you are at the door and they have a, that package, you can reject that package. So I, I don't want that here. How many know we ought to be doing that when it comes to things coming into our lives that are not from God? We know everything good from, comes down from God, from the Father of lights, with whom there's neither variableness nor shadow of turning, right? Everything good comes from down, down from God, but there are other things coming. Hmm? A lot of other things. Anything ever? Anything else ever show up in your life? <laughs> Thought, hmm, this doesn't. Good. This isn't good. Well, it's not from God, so you can reject it. And even with with the Lord, we have the right to reject what He gives us. He won't force it on us. He'll send good things, but you can. You don't have to sign for it. <laughs> A lot of people sending stuff back. Sometimes people feel like oh, I, I don't deserve that. I, I, I'm not worth it. I can't take that. Let's not be that kind of person. You know, no, ne never let yourself be the kind of person that says, well, you know, I, I don't accept handouts. I, 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 don't, I, I don't accept charity from anyone. I, I, I make my own life. I, I carry my own weight, so to speak. Well, that's not very intelligent. Everything God gives you is a handout. If you say, well, I'm just taking care of myself, well, one, that's pride. Hmm. And everything God gives from salvation to a relationship with Him to healing to other things, they're a handout. They're freely given. I gladly accept handouts. I enjoy handouts. Give handouts and gladly receive handouts. Don't take it as, I don't take it as a knock against my personal self-worth. I think it's a badge of honor to be a person who can receive. Amen. And sometimes, just side note, the way you are with people, it's the way you are with the Lord, too. Well, I'll receive if it's from God. Well, how do you think he's going to get it to you? He's probably going to give it to you through some person. And then you said, oh, I'm not going to take any handouts. <laughs> 
I heard about heard a story about a guy who was uh, uh, out in the in the ocean, and I guess his boat overturned, and he was flailing there in the water, and uh, and he's praying for God to save him and rescue him from that situation, and and after a little bit, uh, a helicopter came. Hovering over the water, sent him a ladder. He said, "No, no, no! God's going to save me. He, he's got me, got me. God's got me." And then someone else in a, you know, in a boat came by and said, "Hey, you need some help? Let, let, no, no, I got it. I'm good. Uh, God's got me. God's taking care of me." So he drowned, and and uh, he was saved. So you know, thank God he went to heaven. And, and the, he said, "Lord, why didn't you save me?" And the Lord said, "I sent you a helicopter and another boat." Yeah. <laughs> let's not be confused about the various methods in which God might want to save us and and help us. And and sometimes things might come in a way that we didn't expect and that way that we didn't plan. Well, that wasn't what I had in mind. Well, we didn't, we had, there's a lot of things that we didn't, we don't have in mind. (laughs) You know, when your minds are, you're somewhat limited, (laughs) there's a lot that escapes us. (laughs) Hallelujah. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. And so don't let yourself accept things as permanent condition. Don't learn to live with things. Don't learn to live with physical uh, limitations. Well, at least my situation is not as bad as so-and-so, or at at least I still can do this. Stop that. Stop that. That, that. that might sound like a positive statement. Well, I can't move my arm, but at least I have an arm. Stop thinking like that. huh? I mean, I know in one sense it's an attitude of gratitude to at least have something, but that will also limit you from receiving God's best and getting that thing functioning completely again. Don't learn to live with it. Well, at least I still have. No, don't settle for anything less than God's best. Hmm. Well, with the way that some people are, you know, having in their life, we ought to be grateful for everything. Absolutely, we ought to be grateful for everything. But I ought to be grateful not only for what I can physically see and physically do today. I ought to be grateful for what Jesus did so I can have full mobility and full functionality and live a long life. I ought to be thankful not only for what I can see and feel. I ought to be thankful for what he promised me that I don't yet see. And how many know that's the, that's a key to accessing uh, God's benefits and, and the perks that he, that he has given us. Remember, there are perks to this life. There are perks to a relationship with God. He forgives all our iniquities and he heals all our diseases. Amen. Crowns our life with loving kindness and so forth. And, uh, and, and so this is a good thing. We need to believe not only that it can change, but secondly, we must believe that it will change. And thirdly, we must get to the point where we believe that it has changed. All right. You may have come in, come in here tonight and, and a situation, you're just not really in faith about it at all. You don't really believe a whole lot. Well, let me stir your heart. Believe that it can. It doesn't have to be that way. And, and as we see from the Word, believe that it will. And, and by the time you leave tonight, believe that it has. Believe that it absolutely has changed. And then, then what will happen? Then you'll see it. Then you'll absolutely see it. You'll feel it. There'll be a there'll be a change in the physical world. Praise God. Praise God. Luke chapter thirteen. Everybody find that. Yes. All right. Luke thirteen. Notice with me over here in verse ten. Thirteen, ten. 
Now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity 18 years. Is that a long time? Well, that's too long. And was bent over and could in no way raise herself up. All right, so what, what, what is this? Jesus called it, or the scripture here calls it a spirit of infirmity. So there, we can see that sometimes there, is a, uh, there are demonic spirits that actually impose physical problems on people. And she, could, she was bent over. I would guess that was some sort of back problem. Some sort of spine issue. Maybe it was like scoliosis or something like that real extreme where, where she was bent over for 18 years. That's a long time to be, not long time not to see the sky, right? <laughs> You're bent over for a long time. So that was her condition. But when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said to her, Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. And... He laid hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Praise God. Verse 14. But the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation. How many know you've got problems when you're mad about people getting healed? When your rules and your tradition uh, are so ingrained in your way of life and your thinking that someone gets healed and you're upset about the way that they got healed hmm, there's some serious heart issues going on why was he filled with indignation because jesus had healed on the sabbath and he said to the crowd there are six days on which men uh, on which men ought to work therefore come and be healed on them and not on the sabbath day let's stop for a moment how long was that woman bent over Okay, so there's six days out of the week that they could have had healing meetings. Apparently, for at least 18 years, they didn't have any. <laughs> I read a quote recently from, uh, I think it was Moody, who, uh, who, who said, um, he, I guess he was criticized about his methods of, a, of evangelism, and he said, I like the way that I do it more than the way that you don't do it. <laughs> I think I think that I think that fits in here. He's cr- they're criticizing Jesus for getting this woman in a way that he didn't like on a day that he, he didn't like. But for 18 years, she's bent over. No one helping her a lick. No one ha- helping her to get her healing at all. Verse 15. Then the Lord answered and said to him, "Hypocrite! Don't you like that?" Come on, Jesus, tell it like it is. <laughs> Hypocrite, does not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it away uh, to water it? Of course, their objection was Old Testament law and doing anything on the Sabbath day. Uh, so ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound, think of it, for 18 years be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath. And when he said these things, all his adversaries were put to shame, and all the multitude rejoiced for all the glorious things that were done by him. Now, this woman, notice the language. The Bible says that she ought to have been loosed. She ought to be loosed. 
what, what does that say? That just because something ought to be a certain way doesn't mean that it is a certain way. Some things are one way, but they ought to be a different way. Everybody with me? Okay. You may have a condition in your body now. That doesn't mean it's supposed to be that way. Okay. Let's blow this idea out of the water. Well, if something's supposed to happen, it will. You know, if it's meant to be, it, it, it just will be. That's not Bible. Come on now. That, that, that's, a, that's a belief that is greatly hindering people from receiving God's best. And it prohibits things from being the way they ought to be. If something is, if, if you're sick or disease or anything in your, in your body of such, it ought not be that way. Say, well, it is that way. I know, but it ought not be that way. It was with this woman for 18 years. On year, on year one, should it have been that way? No. How about year five? No. How about year ten? No, but no one was there to get her free and she didn't know how and so it was a wrong, it was just wrong in her life. We should be, we should acknowledge that some things in our lives are not the way they're supposed to be. That's, that's gotta be the beginning and foundation of us ever getting free is we say, you know what, this is wrong. Huh? Man, I've been struggling financially for all these years. This is wrong. It is wrong. Man, I've been having my marriage has been bad for a long time. That's wrong. It's not supposed to be that way. Man, I've been sad and depressed for just a long time. It's not supposed to be that way. Acknowledge, call it wrong, get fed up, get stirred up on the inside and say, I'm not going to have it this way anymore. When people get to the to, to a place where they stop accepting a pathetic, mediocre life, that's when things start to change. And if you'll call on the name of the Lord, answers will come. He'll answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't know. But we've got to get to a place where we say, I'm not going to have it anymore. And so it, it shouldn't have been that way all this time. But Jesus came and said, it shouldn't be this way. This is not right. We're going to change it. Come on now. We're going to change it. It can change today. In many situations, the way things are, are not the way they're supposed to be. Just because it is doesn't mean it can't change. Amen. Some have, again, erroneously believed that all that should happen. It just will. No, it will when we find out the way it can be, the way it ought to be, and we take steps to make it that way. It takes a person who knows God, who knows His will, not a person who wonders, I wonder what the will of God is in this. You have to get past that. We can't wander around wondering about the will of God. That's why He's given us a book. So we could know precisely what He wants and what His will is. And thank God His will is that we should not be bound for 18 years. Or any period of time that we should be set free. Amen. A person who knows God. A person who knows His will. And a person knows what to do to get things wrong made right. Now, this language in here is also interesting how the Scripture says that Jesus made mention of her being a daughter of Abraham as reason enough for he, for her to be healed. Notice he didn't go into her past 
and, and, and analyze everything she did right or wrong. He said, she is a daughter of Abraham. I believe that speaks to covenant. That speaks to the covenant that God made with these people through Abraham. And because of his covenant promise, he said, she doesn't have to be this way. It's not right for her. Do you know where she came from? She comes from a covenant race with God. She doesn't have to be bound up like this. And how many know we not only have the, uh, uh, we, let's say it this way, we have a better covenant. Hebrew says, established upon better promises. God has given us much more. We have a covenant with Almighty God through His Son, Jesus. And so, if there are things that we're dealing with, it ought not be that way. It's just wrong. It's just wrong. Why? Because I have a covenant with God. I'm in relationship with the Father through the Son. And I have a blood covenant with Him. Praise God. Notice, Notice as well, in this passage, Jesus called this infirmity satanic bondage. Is that clear enough? (laughs) I think that should be ultimately clear and have pretty much end of discussion. He didn't call this a work of God. He didn't call it a mysterious work of God or a plan of God or how God was working out some sort of disguised blessing in this woman's life. No, he said, this is the devil, man. This is satanic bondage. And Jesus was absolutely certain and clear about where infirmity comes from. Praise God. And so uh, he didn't call it a mysterious work of God. And and so again, I guess in their situation, all these years, all these years she was dealing with this, no one would declare her right to be healed. No one told her. No one ministered to her. No one said it doesn't have to be this way. And so I guess she thought, this is just my lot in life. Some people have struggles in one area. Some people have struggles in another. This is just what I have to do. I guess it's not so bad. I mean, I'm going to be in heaven. And some, you know, some people are healed here. Some people are healed in heaven. Ever heard that? That's a crippling belief as well. That will cripple your faith. And you'll not receive anything from the Lord if you believe that. Are you listening? Healing doesn't take place in heaven. How many know? When you die, your body stays here. (laughs) Crippled limbs, eyes that don't see, (laughs) disease and affliction, it all stays here. There's no healing taking place in heaven. Why? There's no disease or sickness there to, to be healed. And so let's not think that way. Some people get healed here and some people get healed there. No, you either get healed here or you die. You know, or if it's not that serious of a condition, you know, you just live infirmed all your days with, with weakness all, all your days. All right. But healing is not for heaven. Healing is for here. Amen. Healing is for here. Healing is for when? It's for now. Here and now. Amen. And so, uh, again, I guess the Lord was waiting all these years for these people to have a healing meeting. They didn't. So Jesus came. Notice Jesus said this, though. This is interesting language. He said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. He didn't say, at some point down the line, you're going to be loosed from your infirmity. Someday in the future, you know, woman, when you get to heaven, you'll be able to stand up straight again. No, he said, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. 
couple things here. One, you can see that Jesus speaks the end. And then the present catches up with it. He says, you're not going to be. He said, you are loosed from your infirmity. And he laid it. Then he said, because of that, and he put his hands on her and whoop, there she goes. There she goes, just like that. How many times have we seen this? How many times have we seen the healing miracles and power of God where someone, just through the simple act of the laying on of hands and God's power flows right into them? And and people all of a sudden, I've seen it so many times, I wish I could remember all the stories. I really do. Uh, But seeing people jump up and all of a sudden, they can move their limbs. People who couldn't lift their arm without pain and, uh, you know, and and all of a sudden, woo, (laughs) just instantly loosed from that infirmity. Now, was this, in this case, there was a spirit involved, right? There was a demon spirit involved in enforcing that affliction on this woman. But it's interesting to me here, Jesus didn't even say anything directly to the spirit. There are times when he did. There are times when the Lord will reveal something that we need to speak to a spirit and deal with that. But how many know if nothing is given like that, we don't have to be concerned about it? I know sometimes that's a hindrance in some people's minds. Maybe it's a demon. Well, I guess the same word that said, woman, you are loosed, and then the anointing that went through his hands drove that demon out the same as if he were to say, demon, Leave her in Jesus' name. See, there's multiple ways for these things to be removed from a person's life. Don't let it be a hindrance. (gasps) Well, what if I don't just need prayer or or hands laid on me? What if I need a demon cast out? Well, it'll go at the same time. Whether it's specifically dealt with or it's just we just receive by faith through the laying on of hands. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And, And so what I'm trying to do here, let's remove all hindrances. Whatever the Lord will show me and help me to say, I believe it will remove a hindrance so we can receive quickly and easily in our lives. All these things are lies meant to disqualify you from receiving God's best. So many times people can think of a reason why it won't work for them. Ah, but what about this? Ah, but what about that? Those are all lies from hell. Hmm? Jesus was looking for a way to get people to receive their healing. Not for getting, not for looking for a reason for why it wouldn't work for them, because hmm? it'll work for every one of us. Doesn't have to be the way it's always been. Doesn't have to be the way it's been for three hours. <laughs> that mine just came on me as I walked in. <laughs> Doesn't have to be that way. I don't care. If it, I, I started hurting while you've been preaching. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid, but it <laughs> doesn't have to be that way. I'm just saying it doesn't matter the length of time. Born with it, came upon you in the last five minutes. doesn't have to be that way. doesn't have to be that way. doesn't have to be that way. Amen. And it's about to change. It's about to leave you. Praise God.